Today on the Pro-Life Podcast, did you know that scientists are already using AI to give human lives a numerical score? Yes, we need to talk about this. Let's get started. One preparatory question. Are there any other quick examples y'all can think of when, or even recent ones where AI was uh, used as a tool, but then quickly people said like, yeah, hands off, you can, it can just run by itself. Like maybe the, uh, like the Tesla cars, I mean. No, no, they, everybody's decided that, that letting AI just go do things is is very dangerous. So it hasn't yet (laughs) been done. Um, The problem is there are so many people developing AI on purpose and to run on itself. On purpose, so it so can, it can run recreate itself. itself. Like that's all literally the, who, the intention. All the people who have made the highest levels of development in AI are all freaking out, going, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's put stop, stop. Exactly. Put it back, put the genie back in the bottle. So which why don't is, we go you, back you can't to put the toothpaste back in the tube. I heard that AI, basically the the as much of a definition as we can have of AI is that it, when it's able to reproduce itself, you know you have, quote unquote, succeeded. Like that is the mm-hmm. actual goal of the true computer scientists who actually are, want to develop AI. Everyone else talks about AI, but what they really mean is like a software that is very advanced. But true AI is when it can reproduce itself. Has that yet happened? Are we, uh, everyone, I've so far what I've heard is that we're so close. But no, the higher levels of ChatGPT, they gave it the task of, of copying itself somewhere else. And Has it succeeded? gave it some money to do that and it scanned a guy on Fiverr to get past a, a CAPTCHA bot to keep it from downloading and uploading itself. So yeah, it, it, it beat so a CAPTCHA and it copied itself. We have officially reached that stage. We have okay. officially reached that stage. In the last stage. few months the goal, of 2020. Okay, so there's, there's AI artificial intelligence, and there's a GI, which is artificial general intelligence, which is not just, AIs are typically developed to do a task really well, like write an article, or write your term paper for you, don't do that. Yeah, Um, that's not allowed. Do not, I mean, we've, there's all kinds of things where it, because it is mathematically picking the next most probable word, it will invent things, right? So you have to fact check everything when it does its thing. AGI is kind of a melding of a bunch of AIs that are the best of the AIs that are good at a bunch of different things to make one that's good at anything you might give it. Um, Some people think we're way far away from that because that's going to take a lot of resources. The problem with uh, this podcast I was listening to, I can't think of the gentleman's name. Um, He was the one of the lead research, the head of research at Google X, um, you get one bot that figures out a thing, finally, months and months and months of research, and then eventually it, you know, picks up, like pick up the ball, you know, Mm -hmm. and it finally picks up the ball. And okay, cool, we've spent a billion dollars in getting one bot to pick up a ball, and then three days later, all the bots pick up all the balls. Because like, now we know. Oh. so it progresses so exponentially quickly. It does yeah. once it hits that thing. And so uh, the idea that we will have trouble creating this AGI is not once you start applying AI to the task yeah. of merging all the AI. Right, which basically means reproducing itself. So right. it's already advancing. Happening. It, it's it is advancing faster. itself at yeah. ridiculous rates. Um, 
I, I could really go down the rabbit trail. Well, it's important for talking about this topic. So, but yeah, there's quite a rabbit hole there. Okay. Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> It's a great intro. We should oh, be thinking about it. This, this, yes, yes. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be back. It's been a few you. months. Veronica, welcome back. Love you, talking about doomsday with you guys. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a topic we discuss too much. It's the times we live in, right? Okay. Hi, friends. Welcome. Happy Thursday. Happy, yeah, after that. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the table. I hope you've got a lot of coffee or a red solo cup. Yeah, or... mine's down here. I'm hiding it. What's in my cup? It's, it's just water. water. Okay, people? It's water. I'm a mama for it. It's just water. <laughs> she's, she's a nursing mom. She's got to be water right now. Yep, yep. <sighs> okay, and you brought your, you brought your kid. I did. It's good to see him. Back. Yay! Cute Bailey's in the office. Okay, oh, okay. sorry. <sighs> Topics. <sighs> A company has developed AI to help select um, which embryos to to implant, mm -hmm. uh, pr progress with in IVF to help IVF processes. And let's. So now that we've, I've had my little rant about AI. Mm -hmm. Um. But by by the way, sorry, this is all out of order now because nah, we just started talking. We hit recorded. We just started talking. Uh, friends, if you could introduce yourselves to the uh, listeners at home who may not be watching and get those little subtitles of whose names who. Kim Schwartz, Director of Media and Communication. Veronica Arnold Smither. I just go here sometimes. <laughs> what do I do now? I, I, I help with education. Help with oh, am I? Yeah. Oh, I just help with the education program sometimes. Awesome. And full-time mom of Yes. So I, I worked here full-time for 10 years, and it was amazing. And then I had a bunch of kids, and I needed to slow down. <laughs> it's a good reason. And Brent Klingerman, obviously, head nerd. Um, okay. You never disappoint it's, in that title. Well, I, you know. It changes it, every time. <laughs> it does a little bit. Um, head, head nerd. To say head nerd, it's in a very specific category, though, here, because there's a there's a lot of nerds who work here. That's true too. So, head computer nerd. <laughs> yes. Qual okay. Qualifiers, because. Can I be head nerd, nerd of doomsday topics? <laughs> There's a lot of people around here going to fight you for that. Oh man. <laughs> okay. So, topic at hand. Um, we're the AI-powered embryo evaluation software called Emma. What? E I didn't know the name. I missed that EMA. part. It's <laughs> uh, designed to process vast amounts of data beyond, beyond what even I could detect to simplify the embryo selection I think process. I already like birth controls named Emma, so it's Ella, just making me laugh. Oh, Ella. Yeah. Ella and Emma sound like friends. We're just <laughs> taking all of the eugenics and they're becoming, they're friends, they're sisters. So we. <laughs> we <laughs> Okay, back on track. Glad, so. glad you're here. But we, we've <laughs> talked about a similar topic of AI being used to detect fetal anomalies. Like mm -hmm. just the FDA recently approved this for all pregnancies. Um, but this is different because of its use for IVF. The previous topic where we said the AI being used to detect fetal, um, you know, illnesses or uh, any other maternal like conditions that there could be that could be used for good, that we can better know um, the child's health and make decisions uh, to improve their health or intervene in some way to help the child's life or the mother's life. Um, this is different because the AI is being used to decide 
which babies are we going to kill more efficiently? Right. So this tool of AI, yeah, just like any tool, it's supposed to be used in either direction. Could be, I mean, it could be used in either direction for good or for bad. But IVF, as practiced, is inherently wrong all the time. So it's like there's no way that this could actually so, go well. So let's, yeah, let's back up a bit. Let's back up before the AI, before the robots got involved. And then the dragons came. No, sorry. <laughs> what is IVF? <laughs> Let's yeah. back up. There's a lot of things we need to define. Like, we can't really jump into what this means without having a solid, what is IVF and why are we doing that? Right. Yeah. It's complicated, man. IVF as practice currently is inherently wrong. And it, and we yes. I always have to preface that the people who were created through IVF are people and they are, they belong here and they're good and they're beautiful and we're glad that they're here. But there is a problem with the scientific process of how they were created because what it, it inherently requires killing other children. And that is a very serious topic. And a lot of IVF babies are way grown up now and have become right. aware with that. And it's a weird kind of baggage to think like they have siblings who didn't make it. And um, oh, it's it's often coined as this kind of like honorable sacrifice and that the parents have to go through so much to have this baby, but they're not talking about what is sacrificed. It's actually, right. it's not just time and money and pain and medication and all that. It's actually human life that is sacrificed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big deal. And the way this works, because this is, this is, this is big, is, uh, uh, it starts with harvesting many eggs um, and we could talk about the ethical dilemmas of that and the, how painful and difficult that is. But 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 what the biggest the biggest crux of the issue is when they fertilize those eggs, and now they have human embryos, and they usually do like half a dozen to a dozen for one couple. Okay, we want, so maybe they only want a couple kids. Six to twelve kids in a petri dish. Exactly, and so then they have to evaluate those little embryos uh, to decide which ones. Um, are most viable to implant into the woman. And that could be simply for health reasons, but but Australia made it big news a couple of years ago when they started very overtly mm -hmm. looking for gender, that maybe mm -hmm. they wanted a baby girl or they wanted a baby boy. And so they used IVF specifically to achieve uh, getting pregnant with the gender of the child that they wanted. And so a lot of people were like, wait, 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 we just thought you wanted to have a baby because maybe you were sick and you couldn't have a baby naturally. Now you're using it for selecting gender. That's wrong. That's sexist. Things like that. Well, now imagine doing it Gattaca style for IQ level. And then, and now, um, because we have so much information on the human genome now and, mm -hmm. um, genetic, uh, diseases and disorders, they, that's a good thing, right? We want to know about our genome and know what, diseases and disorders we are prone to in our through our heritage but Tower, sorry sorry we, do, you, do you remember when we were kids and it was like oh my gosh the mapping the genome yeah like how will we ever store all that data i know what year was that again it was uh, it was in the 90s yeah it was, it was, it was 90, 90s. it's just amazing how far we've come like and that was that was a, it was like a scientific miracle people were right. over the moon excited about decoding the human genome and now and now we all order the little kits on amazon and ship it off to somebody to find out right like spit on this send it back in the mail <laughs> right? like yes. yeah it's so easy it's incredible and this is a good thing right like where i was able to find out 
that I don't have a specific gene for cancer because of this. Yeah, like crazy. my mom Lord. has cancer and or did, she's alive, she's doing amazing, praise, praise God. But she has this specific gene and I was able to use this decoding the human genome to find out that I do not carry the specific gene. So yeah. that's very cool. But we are also able to use this information to decide which children in those petri dishes to discard. And so they rank them. So this is old news. They've been doing this for forever. Yeah. Now right. we bring in AI. Right? Now we now, and then and then the robots came. Yep. Um, and so yeah, it's actually where's the sentence? Uh, this AI can be trained to detect embryonic features that correlate with different outcomes, like genetic abnormalities, implantation, or gender that can't be seen with the human eye. Uh, what? Yeah. So what they're saying now is it's not just a human looking at this information and deciding which babies to keep and which ones to discard. Right. We're going to involve a computer. Now right. they're saying that, you know, each embryo gets a numeric score and, you know, the doctors make final decisions and, and that kind of thing. But for now, the doctor makes the final for decisions for now. Well, even then, like if the doctor's making the decision of these babies will die and these babies will be implanted and hopefully be carried to term. That's not great either. A human deciding which babies right. die and which ones not. That was already That's wrong. That's already wrong. IVF is already a disaster. Like in theory, you could say from a pro-life perspective, like if they implant all of the children and are dedicated to um, trying to preserve all of these children's lives, then you could say, okay, maybe from a pro-life perspective that IVF um, is- Maybe. Yeah. Still iffy. <laughs> it's still like, the industry is just such on this track though. It's like, the question is, is IVF like salvageable? Is it worth, um, you know, trying to make the argument for it? And it's like, more and more the industry is just so committed to, um, you know, not doing this as unethically as they possibly can. And so that's the direction that we're headed right well, now. Well, let's let's take a quick break and then we will answer further questions about Good call. Yeah. Um, <laughs> IVF and Canada Safe. After this. Join us on September 23rd for our annual Life Gala in Houston to celebrate our 50th anniversary protecting life. We are excited to announce that Kurt Cameron from Growing Pains will be giving an amazing speech. This year, the pro-life movement has been attacked more than ever before, and future generations need you to step up in this chapter after Roe v. Wade. Seats are filling up fast, so click the link in our description to get yours today. Join us as we honor God for all that he has done in these past 50 years. We can't wait to see you on September 23rd. Great news. Texas Right to Life is celebrating our 50th birthday this year. This is half a century of victories that the Lord has given us, but God is not done yet. The battle for life is only increasing as the abortion industry is going underground to promote death and sell abortion. Join us in supporting Texas Right to Life's 50th birthday campaign and chip in with a gift today. Thank you for 50 years of saving lives. And friend, the best is yet to come. Welcome back, friends. I hope we haven't scared you off with all this weird AI robots picking which children exist. Oh, that's a terrible, I can't believe I'm saying that. Here we are, welcome to 2023. <laughs> We're already almost over with it, so see you in 2024. No. Uh, okay, back to your, okay. what were your questions? Well, <clears throat> so this is a normal practice in IVF. Yeah. And as we have advanced in our genetic knowledge, we've only done more stupid things with it, right? We've only gone, well, 
we can pick the gender, so why not? And we can, and then there's the whole CRISPR thing, and that's uh, you know, that's yeah, all tools that can be used for good or bad, but it, it's no surprise when they're used for bad too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I I feel like we are we are charging towards Gattaca. Love that movie. If you have if you haven't seen it, it's it's old. You can probably find it in a dollar bin at Walmart. Oh, Thurman. great. It seemed like crazy science fiction 20 years ago. Yeah. And here we are, and we're we're picking genders and eye colors and IQ hair colors and, and uh, hopefully you know IQs and things, right? Like, oh, I want them to be smart. Well, of course, yeah, yeah, we all want our kids well, to be smart. Well, we're also getting rid of children who have like the BRCA gene or mm-hmm. Down syndrome or uh-huh. various other genes that could. They may manifest immediately when they're born, but later on, they could be prone to different diseases. And so, it, yeah, it's, 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 and I guess to think about it from the perspective of someone who says that's a good thing, like I can see where they're coming from. They want to eliminate disease in the world. Uh, and I mean, who wouldn't? You want to help eliminate suffering. Yeah. It's a really common principle that everyone can agree with. You want to eliminate or reduce as much suffering as you possibly can. But can what, we do it without killing people? Exactly. That's the question. You always That's have to say, goal. don't eliminate the sufferer. Like that is that is the pro-life comeback that just never fails. Like you cannot eliminate the sufferer at when you're trying to eliminate suffering. Like it's yeah. just it's not how it works. And specifically with IVF too, I think that we need to acknowledge that the parents who are pursuing that are coming from a spirit of goodwill, I think, that they desire to be parents, that they want children, and that's a good thing. Um, But everything has to be done in a way uh, that is ethical, that doesn't harm other people. And so, so many people just buy into the lie that um, IVF is compassionate because it helps parents who want to be parents um, to have a baby when they can't. And it, you realize, though, that it has such a high cost to yeah. human life. Like, yeah. we can't even fathom how many um, unborn children are being frozen right now, how many unborn children are being discarded. Yeah. Um, well, and that's only really, like, the first step. There's a whole other step that really gets dodgy, sketch. too. Because, like, after you implant children, they usually implant more than one because they want the best right. success rate. Mm-hmm. And so they might implant two or three. Uh, Octomom implanted eight. Everybody remembers yeah. Octomom. Yep. Um, and while, all of them yeah. took, yeah. What year was that? Uh, that was, was like 10 years ago. Kids are like in their 20s, I think. Oh, okay. It was sometime between like 2008-ish and 2013-ish. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Broad strokes. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, they usually women don't want to carry that many children in one pregnancy. And so if they were all to take and implant successfully, the doctors will offer what they call selective reduction, which is just a code word for abortion. And so then they have to choose which children to abort. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really messed up situation. And, um, there's, there's nothing really good about it. it. We, we praise and love the people who are, here who made it there's nothing wrong with them right but it's like what we cannot forget what was lost Mm -hmm. in order to create a life yeah um but it's funny i because i love science i'm always trying to think well what is there any way 
AI stuff could be used or is there any way that IVF is salvageable, like you said, or how could we use this in a better way? And I don't know that it's possible, but I like to brainstorm, but I just wonder like if, yeah. if there were a way to prevent, uh, let's say, okay, let's say before you even fertilize an egg, like there's mm -hmm. no human being created yet. Like if you have the DNA of the sperm in the egg and you use CRISPR to change something and then you do the combination, I wonder if that's even possible. But it's, I, I feel like that would be insane. I'm going down a cool rabbit hole now. <laughs> Never mind, ignore me. But I just wonder, I wonder. You, instead of killing off the people that have potential problems. Prevent the problems. Pre prevention, potential health challenges or whatever take a step back even earlier and try and try and fix yeah. things. And and the goal I'm is not to try advocating and fix for things. this. I'm just brainstorming. It's, yep. Fair, fair. Right, right. You're it's, not getting canceled today. It's <laughs> the thought it's the thought experiment. Can is there a way to make this work? But then you wouldn't know the gene combinations once fertilization happens either, True. which is part of where the problems happen in the like the the miscoding when when the when DNA copies itself, like that's when errors happen. Right. So yeah. Never mind. Ignore my rabbit hole. It's just it, interesting to think about. I feel like at some point somebody tries to get there. Yeah. Those experiments will happen because we're humans and we do weird experiments <laughs> because we think we can. Right. <sighs> it makes me just, every time this stuff comes up, I love to think about it. But then once I settle back, I'm like, can you just please just adopt all the children in need? Like, please. Right. There's so I, many babies, not babies, but toddlers and middle school age children who need homes yeah yeah I'm like let's just if you really want a baby there's so many kids who need homes mm -hmm. yeah i mean well we had the edwards in here it's their yeah. adoption story and their struggles with infertility yeah. and and their amazing adoption story adoption is such an awesome thing yeah mm -hmm. and of course people want to have their own biological children oh, yeah. but like it, i would not i think it's dangerous to think like i'm going to have my own child at any cost like i will do anything like mm -hmm. anyone who says i would do anything mm -hmm. like think about that for a second what is anything yeah um yeah. that's dangerous and ultimately mm -hmm. understanding that life is a gift from the lord and is not something that we can or should control in all of these efforts even whenever it comes like from the parents from a spirit of goodwill ultimately we need to step back and remember that this is something that we have to surrender to the Lord. Everything, everything that we have in our lives, including our own lives, is a gift from the Lord. And we have to surrender that to him too, because it's not ours to say, well, I would do anything for this and want to take that into my yeah. own hands. Yeah. It's, it's not. I, yeah. I feel like there's a couple examples in the Bible of people who went, I'll do anything to get the child I want. Mm -hmm. And they didn't wait on God's provision. Yeah. yeah. Things went sideways. <laughs> And yeah, I mean, I we we have we all have friends who have struggled with fertility issues, and we we feel for them in that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. dangerous experiments that cause the death of a lot of other children. Mm -hmm. Right, uh, sketch. I can't sign off on that as an answer. No, no, yeah. for sure. And with this AI specifically, I think the difference between what we talked about in the last episode about AI with um, detecting fetal mm. abnormalities, mm -hmm. this AI that's very similar in concept of, yet let's use AI to screen um, preborn children for health conditions. And then the next logical step that humans take is like, let's use that to decide which humans live or die. Uh, the difference is that this IVF technology is already being in use 
in Europe, in parts of Asia, in South America, I believe. And so this is not, and it's suspected that this is going to come to the US pretty soon too. Yeah, I would think so. And so you can just see how this would cause not only a greater death toll within the existing IVF process, but also could open the door for IVF to expand even more and more couples seeking IVF because it's like, wow, the success rate has improved because of this AI. Um, and you know they see that as a good thing, but really it's just identifying and uh, picking children that they're going to like, right? To abort. Yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah, y'all saw Man of Steel, right? I mean, we're Man of Steel, Superman. Maybe. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. the, the I don't remember. Last iteration of of Superman, like and ten that's years ago, before the fall of Krypton. That's where they were at. They were they were no no children had been born naturally, and I forget how many hundred years they said as they were colonizing the stars and whatever. And I I think ultimately that's that's where humanity tries to get in this like, right. we're well, we're to gonna make... create this genetically superior group and we're yeah. gonna colonize space and we're gonna do all these weird things. Well, not that we can't well. go to space. Post-humanism, yeah. Yeah, really. I think they call it like human, humanism 2.0 or whatever. Like we're, we're trying to become one with our technology so that we can be better and more efficient, which sounds really cool, but then you're like, wait a minute, at what does what that mean? Cost? Can we do yeah. this without losing our humanity? Exactly, and probably not. Uh, yeah, so there's, there's a line. Easy, guys, like I'm never just gonna be like, no, that's all wrong, because I wanna ask lots of questions and evaluate it and think about it, but but most of this, you can see where it goes. You can yeah. see very clearly, like this is, this, is, this is gonna be bad. Yeah, it was, um, I think it was John Cleese, if you know Monty Python, John Cleese. Um, it was an article I read, and it was a study about creativity and coming up with the most creative answer. And the people who came up with the most creative answers were people who sat with the problem longer. Yeah. Like when you sit with a problem and you go, okay, this is the answer. And you jump to that, you don't find a creative answer, you just find an answer. Right. You don't find the right, you may not find the best answer, but you found an answer. Right. And the people who sit with the problem, understand the problem, really feel that pain of that issue and work through that, that's where you find the best answer. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes sense. And it, I, this is the same kind of thing. Like there is a best answer here, but we're opting for, well, this is an answer. Let's just exactly. use that. Right, exactly. it's quick and easy. Yeah, gosh. Yeah, well, it's really interesting that you said you think it might cause IVF to <clears throat> become even more popular. Um, I could see that because there was an announcement recently that um, talked about the increase in infertility rates. People mm -hmm. for years would talk mm -hmm. about the rate of infertility was one in eight women. Well, it's actually more now. I'm wow. trying I'm trying to remember the stat. I'll have to look it up and put it in the that bottom like later, episode. But, right. Yeah. So that so there there's been enough research now to say actually it's it's a lot more than one in eight. Now I think it's one in six. I think that's what the new announcement was. So um, I mean that's a big jump in just a few years. Mm -hmm. And um, and these are key, of course the only reason they know that these women are of infertility is because they are wanting to have children, mm -hmm. right? So that's how they right. get diagnosed with infertility usually. Um, there's some exceptions, but um, hmm. so they these are people who wanna have kids and can't. 
And then IVF is going to become more popular probably because of that. But then there's a whole other topic that's on the back of my head that I cannot stop thinking about. I love to joyfully, happily talk about doomsday issues because it's fun and exciting <laughs> for me. So um, I've been uh, reading this really uh, interesting book called um, The End of the World is Just the Beginning. And it's by a demographer who uh, his expert is, his expertise is in literally demographics and right. like fertility rates and world populations and stuff. And he's been telling people for years, but he really, there's a lot more research now since COVID, uh-huh. you know, subsided that the world fertility rates are just plummeting, absolutely mm-hmm. plummeting. And this isn't really news, but there's not many mainstream outlets talking about it. So I am super curious to see how these two subjects converge eventually. Oh, yeah. Like if IVF gets really, really popular and AI is used to help it, but then there's mm-hmm. so many families who do not want to have kids, like what will our birth rates look like? Cause it's super, super important. We talked a little bit about that in previous episodes, but uh, with the China episode, cause their birth rate is so incredibly low. They're oh, going to yeah. go upside mm-hmm. down soon. And there's more old people than young people and they won't be able to provide literally enough like food. For- yeah like resources are just going to disappear. Right. And so there's another really interesting pro-life issue that we've never dealt with, famine. So um, I think at some point, these are gonna to be topics that we're all gonna to talk about. Yeah. Like it's how do we help these people? Actively trying to use AI to enhance farming to yeah. try and produce Maybe. more food See? and less space. And it's like we're, cool we're trying to use thing. this. I, that is yeah. a cool thing. It's almost like we're trying to use these tech things. Hey, there's no problems. Don't look over there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, we got we got this under control. Don't don't pay attention to the the man behind the curtain. Like, right. There, there's yeah. It's a scary issue that the American birth rate's down. Yeah, but thankfully not as far down as the other Chinese. Like, we're not we're not at risk no. of going upside down for several generations. And by then, it like things could change. I saw a really enough. interesting stat. Just just. Sitting in traffic. Um, <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Um, but in like 1970, life. I think the birth rate was like three point something, three point five or yeah. something. Yeah. And now it's barely one point nine. You can Oof. see just the cultural impact that this entire anti-life ethic has had. That um, even before Roe v. Wade in 1973, abortion already existed before Roe, and it was this cultural like upheaval of. We don't value kids. You don't really need kids. You don't, they're a burden. Um, other people, anybody who can burden you, uh, is are they really worth having around? That includes the elderly, that includes children. And now you're seeing this effect and mm-hmm. you see that people approach that as a solution to problems. So whenever it's like, okay, we have infertility. Well, let's just go for the quickest. The first option that we have is IVF. It's going to mean that there's a human toll to it. But, you know, does that really matter? No, it's fine. And then um, these other problems too, like euthanasia. Okay, well, we have um, these people who are going to require more time, more care um, for their illnesses. Well, are they really worth having around? No, that's okay. We'll just use assisted suicide. And it's just, we take what, as a human race, we just take whatever the most, uh, the quickest and easiest solution that there is, which, you know, are always the bad solutions. Um, Yeah. Um, and not being, because we don't have that commitment to life as a society, we're losing out on so many um, better solutions that actually could cure or solve some of these problems. Because if we had that commitment to life, then we would realize like, okay, we can find a better solution, not just take the one that's right in front of us that has the human cost. And right. so 
there's a lot of fruit that is born from the pro-life ethic and there's a lot of devastation that is brought by the anti-life ethic. So yeah. that's where we are. It's true. Amen, well, <laughs> this episode took kind of a dark spiral. Guys. <laughs> but I'm um, still smiling about it. Hey, because <laughs> I think it's so interesting to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Well, friends, uh, I don't know what you can do I'd, about that. Go look up AI farming. I'm totally going to do that now it's, that you said it, it. That's really cool. Like yeah. where they're like using lasers to decide what's a weed and zap it. So that there's more research. It's that's it's cool tech. That right. It's cool tech. That I'm like, that's cool. Let's do that. Let's not use lasers to zap children. Right. Before there. Let's not let the bots do that. Use your lasers <laughs> wisely. Use <laughs> your lasers wisely. Use your bots and your lasers wisely. <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> What a weird ending. Have a good day, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, friends. We'll see you next time.